Greetings, my friend, and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. Let's begin in prayer. Lord Jesus, we pray in your name that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that we're able to use in our life, in the life of our family, in the lives of our friends, and in the lives of people we haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, my dear friend. I hope all is well and wonderful with your soul. And thank you for being here right now and listening and watching from video land. I have the video camera rolling right now. So this is podcast episode number 112, 112, and uh, scripture discourse number 194. For our show, we use the Gospel Evangelist Church Sunday Prayer Letter as our script and our outline. So once again, I'm uh, recording this on video as I'm recording it on the audio portion of the podcast portion of the show. And I am using the Sunday prayer letter that I write every Saturday afternoon, which goes out Sunday morning. And we preach from that letter all week long. It has the scriptures that we're going to be preaching from. It has kind of a theme that we're going to be preaching from. It has a uh, has some place that people can go if they want to preach the gospel and they want to be a one accord with Gospel Evangelist Church. They can go to our letter. They can find the scripture that we're preaching on for that day. And how I teach is uh, you you read that verse and you begin at that verse by the power of the Holy Ghost, and then you just follow the Holy Ghost as you preach, and He'll take you wherever He needs to go. But this is where we start. And oftentimes, that is where we end. Where we start is where we end. And right there in the middle is what the Holy Ghost will do through you because of the people around you. Everyone has different needs. And so you don't want to really read a script or, or memorize some kind of a sermon because then you won't be listening to the Holy Ghost as you need to minister to the hearts and souls of people. And the only way to do that is by being led by the Holy Spirit, and not by your own intellect or mind or your ability to memorize sermons or messages or anything like that. And so, but it's always helpful to have at least a verse to begin with, because, you know, there's 31,102 Bible verses in the King James, and of 31,102 verses, uh, how do you pick the one you start from? And uh, so this gives a kind of a, a roadmap uh, to follow. I'm a truck driver, so roadmaps have always been very important to me. Uh, nowadays, people don't really use, quote, the paper roadmap, like I've, you know, wore out many Rand McNally roadmaps, <laughs> atlases, and um, uh, they all seem to run off GPS and, tech, you know, technology. I'm kind of an old guy, so we didn't have that much technology uh, when I was trucking, um, even though we did, but I just didn't partake of it because... I was still in the old school camp, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. So anyways, let's jump in our letter here. Uh, this is the November 7, 20, November 27, Sunday prayer letter. It's Revelation chapter 22. It's produced by Gospel Evangelist Church, Touching People for Heaven. God is building Gospel Evangelist Church. GEC is a church of God at Boulder in Colorado, which is about teaching and sending evangelists to preach the gospel and minister the gifts of the Holy Ghost, all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to the glory of God the Father. Amen and amen. Well, greetings, my friend. We did it. 
<laughs> For the past 22 plus weeks, we have been slowly going through the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ. This journey started Sunday, June 19th, 2022. Wow, seemed like forever ago. <laughs> this has been an interesting adventure. I wasn't quite sure if I would be able to stay focused for 22 weeks and maintain vigilance in delivering and talking and reading chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter, 22 of them, week after week. And that would be 22 weeks. We missed a couple, two or three weeks in there somewhere. I don't remember where we, you know, had problems here and there, but we did make it through. And um, I'm actually quite happy that we were able to finish before the end of the year because <laughs> many times I thought I'm going to be able to, am I going to really, I mean, Lord, am I going to be able to keep moving? And uh, am I going to be able to make it through this? Are we going to, uh, going to be able to finish all 22 chapters before December ends? Uh, these were questions I was uh, posing uh, to my God. I was wondering, God, are we going to be able to do this? <laughs> am I going to be able to do this? So as a side note, this is, uh, so, uh, let me, uh, I got kind of mixed up. I was ad-libbing here in my letter instead of reading my letter because it is supposed to be a script and that's what we're doing. Uh, anyways, let's get back to the letter. Let's see, what was I reading here? Many times I thought I'm going to be able to make it through this and we are going to be able to finish all 22 chapters. Oh yeah, before December ends, I said that. These were questions by me to God. Yes, that was part of my prayer. As a side note, this is one more example of keeping moving no matter what is going on around us. Yes, there are times we slow up and skip a beat here and there, but we don't quit. We just keep moving, keep moving. It's one of the keys in long-haul trucking. Uh, I was a truck driver for 40 years, long-haul, and uh, what happens is new drivers have trouble keeping moving. They want to stop. At every truck stop, they want to stop at every rest area. They just keep wanting to pull over and stop and stop and stop, and it takes them such a long time to get to their destination. They usually wind up quitting. But uh, one of the tricks of the trade is you just, you know, you just sit back, relax, and just keep the truck rolling. And if you can keep the truck rolling, then you're going to make it to your destination. It's when you stop the rig that problems begin to happen. You can slow down. That's not a problem. Sometimes I'll slow way on down. Sometimes I'll be doing 45 miles an hour down the freeway. I'm not doing 60, 65, you know, 55, in, you know, in a truck, plus a little bit more. But sometimes I'll slow way down. I'll let all the cars go around me. And sometimes I'll be by myself and I'll just go slow. I don't know why. I just, you know, maybe for, you know, five miles or so, and then I'll pick it back up. But, uh, you know, always maintaining a high speed of activity can, uh, actually, believe it or not, slow you down. Yeah, can actually slow you down. If you, if you keep the pedal to the metal and you just keep rolling, uh, you're going to probably uh, get there the same time the guy who stopped a lot or the guy who went slow. That's one of those weird things in trucking. But if you just maintain a steady forward motion, uh, you'll get there to your receiver on time and you'll make your appointment and you'll back your rig in right when you were supposed to back it in. And that's what I've been doing here in this ministry, in street preaching. So the last several weeks, I've been kind of in a slow mode. I don't know what or why, but I've been going slow. I have some ideas why, but I've been going slow. And... Uh, 
I am looking for the moment that the Lord says, now we can pick it back up. So um, there's a lot of reasons why, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, I am uh, going to have another sip of tea, though, drinking some uh, Bigelow green tea. Nice and hot. Mm, just feels so good when it goes down my throat. <laughs> All right, back to the letter here. One more thing this series has taught me is if I just keep moving and building Gospel Evangelist Church, she will get built. To some, this may seem natural or obvious. To others, this may seem unobtainable. And then to others, this seems like an impossible task. And to me, this seems like a miracle of God, <laughs> because there is no way on earth that I have what it takes to build this missionary church. No way. This is why the Lord is building and teaching faith and taking us through the Word of God. The Holy Bible, the Word of Truth, holds the key to wisdom, to understanding, and to knowledge. And by the Holy Ghost, we are able to gain this and grow in God's kingdom. This is a miracle to me because, once again, when we do things on our own, without God, then we are doing things by our flesh. And flesh will not glory in God's presence. Flesh is not the way to go. However, the world teaches that this is the only way to achieve your goals and dreams. How sad it is to be deceived. Because that message is so captivating and caters to the flesh that many, if not most, cannot get away from it. The cares and lusts of this world is not good. Nope, it sure is not. And I've been there many times. <laughs> And I will testify that it is not good. And um, may I also say thank you for staying with me through Revelation. I so hope that there were things that caught your attention and maybe helped in some way to understand God even more than you already do. By studying the word of truth, we may gain greater understanding of our God and of his kingdom everlasting. That is where we as believers are headed after we pass out of this body. Yeah, I know that sounds kind of weird to say that, but it's true. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't know for a fact that you'd be going to heaven once you pass out of this body, because we're all going to do it. Every person is going to face that, uh, that day that is the last day that we live on earth. Every person. There's not one person on earth that has not faced that day. I understand there are a couple of people in the Bible, but we're not talking about that. That's a different situation there. So the moment you pass out of that body, that last day, on day zero, I guess you would say, um, if you haven't made the decision to receive Jesus Christ, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you will not like what's going to happen next. I guarantee it. You absolutely will not like it. And you will not be able to change that decision. If you've not believed on the Lord, if you've rejected Jesus, I hear it every day on the street. I'm a street preacher. I hold a big 10-foot Jesus Christ is Lord banner and uh, the gospel and uh, preach out there on the street, minister and pray for people. And every single day, there's not been one day ever that people told, have not told me that God's not real, Jesus is a fake, it's all made up, and uh, on and on and on and on they go. And if people stay in that 
attitude and of belief that God is not real, that all this is stupid, uh, they'll find out that that what they believed was a lie. Even though they thought it was true, it was a lie. It was a lie because they were deceived. And uh, deception is something that you don't know you're deceived. That's the crazy thing about deception. You, you don't know it until it's too late. And uh, when it's too late, sometimes you look like a fool. Uh, and I would rather look like a fool and receive Christ than look so high and mighty and die in that high and mightiness and uh, face the eternal judgment of eternal punishment. You don't want to go there, man. Just, uh, just you know, turn this podcast off or this video off and just, you don't need to listen to me. I'm nobody. It's between you. <clears throat> it's between you and God. It's not between you and me. It's between you and your maker. Because he made you. He loves you. He cares for you. He died on the cross just for you. And all you've got to do is say, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. That's what I prayed. And that was a cry in my heart. And God saved me and set me free from all the junk that I was in and gave me a brand new life. And how did I know it was brand new? Because I didn't have that life an hour earlier, a few moments earlier. I was struggling so much that I had tried to, um, you know, end it a couple times there in the Navy. I'm a Vietnam vet, and I just got pretty fed up with all the stuff that was going on, and I had a hard time and uh, got around the wrong people and uh, started acting like they were acting, and they were acting very foolish and evil, and therefore I acted the same way. And uh, that kept me away from God for a long time until uh, something happened. I don't know what it is, but this could be your something happening in your life. Because I'm asking you right now, buddy, that this is it. You need to receive Jesus. You can't just keep listening to these podcasts, watching these videos, looking at me on the street corner and flipping me off. You can't keep doing that. Or maybe another street preacher or whatever you do. Because it doesn't matter how old you are. People die at every single age. They, from day zero all the way to 100. Every day there's somebody that dies at a different time in their life. So you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And if you wait till tomorrow and you're not here, then that decision that you made not to receive Christ is going to stick. And God's going to hold you to it. And uh, that means that you won't have any place in heaven. I don't care how good you have been all your life. I don't care how rich you are, how poor you are, how great your parents are, how rotten your parents are. It doesn't matter how many grades you got in school, how many great A's you got, or how many F's and D's you got. It doesn't matter what kind of education you have or no education. It doesn't matter if you were in war or not in war. It doesn't matter if you're a cripple or you're an athletic gold medal winner. Nothing matters. What really matters is do you know Jesus Christ? And that really doesn't matter. What really matters is does Jesus Christ know you?
Does he? Does he know you? I hope so. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, it seems so clear to us that you truly love us. And love us without condition. In other words, we don't earn your love or your salvation because you simply give it away to all who would believe. And we believe on you, Lord Jesus, and we receive your salvation for our souls. We so love you, Jesus, for what you have done for us. Help us, Lord, by your Spirit to love you and to keep your commandments. Help us, Holy Spirit, to walk in truth and in the light of God's Word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I guess I want to say something real quick. Is You know, I'm one of those emotional men. Not all men are emotional. Um, but I've kind of always been that way. And I, I guess I've never forgotten... Um, I've never forgotten my salvation. When Jesus saved me, it was so utterly dramatic. And I tell my story over and over, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times in the last 49, 48, 49 years. And because I tell my story, my testimony, of receiving Christ so much, it stays alive and real in my life. And it keeps me falling in love with my Savior. Even though I've walked through many valleys of the shadows of death, I've walked through many, many dark valleys. And I've been on many, many, many mountaintops. No matter if I was in the valley or on the mountaintop, for whatever reason, I have just never have stopped telling my story of receiving Christ, just like I did a few moments ago. It's real. That's how you get to God. You pray and you ask. That's it. You know, if you go into a restaurant and sit down and nobody's waiting on you, you have to ask for help. If, you don't, if you're stuck on the side of the road, you can sit there. And if nobody stops, what are you going to do? Just sit there for the rest of your life? You, no. You're going to have to call for help. You're going to have to ask for help. And too many of us are so filled with pride. Oh, I can't ask for help. I can figure it out on my own. I don't need a set of directions. I'll figure it out. And they, they wear this badge of some stupid honor that I don't need directions, I don't need a Bible, I don't need some book telling me what to do. I can figure it out on my own. How stupid. Because if you don't know how to fix a car when it's stalled and it doesn't run, for example, you don't know how to get it fixed, what are you going to do? I'm just using that as an example. I mean, like, let's go to my example of the trucker. I've had many blown-out tires. 
You know, those big 18-wheelers, those tires, you just don't jack it up and pull the tire off and flip another spare on there. You just don't do that. I need to call for help. And I can sit on the side of the road forever and just sit there and sit there until the day I die, until I call for help. And so it's best to call for help quickly. <laughs> like as soon as you pull over, immediately begin calling for help. Because you have a schedule, you have a destination to arrive at. And if you wait and wait and wait and wait, you, if you're a truck driver, you're going to be fired. If you're on the side of the road, another car or another truck could hit you and you could be killed. It's dangerous sitting on the side of the freeway, broken down. It's not safe. It's not safe. Especially if you're sitting in your car. Get out of that car. Get away from it. Somebody's going to hit it. People drive down the road with their nose in their cell phone nowadays. And they could swerve off and clip that car. You don't know that. And if you have that much faith in people while they're driving down the road with their nose in their cell phone, then maybe you can take a little bit of that faith and call out to God to save you. Amen? So there you go. I've, I'm, I've made two calls for you to receive Christ. And I know there are people listening who have not received Christ. I know that. And uh, the reason I'm doing this is because I care. I should be reading my Sunday prayer letter. But I'm more concerned for your soul than this letter. Big deal about the letter. The letter is going to go on out there anyways. But you, this may be your last chance. You don't know what's around the next bend. If you're driving down the road and you're listening to this podcast, you don't know. You're going to tell me you know what's around the next corner? Come on, give me a break. Don't be so foolish. I'm serious, man. Life is not what you think it is sometimes. You're only a heartbeat away from ending it. It's so fragile, so utterly fragile. I live in a college town. 20 or 30,000 20-year-olds here in this town, and they all act like they're invincible. But you know that a lot of those college students that are in CU right now won't live to see their graduation, but they don't know that. They don't know that. They think they're invincible. And they laugh at me. They mock me. They scorn me. They spit at me. They throw things at me. They tell me how stupid I am, how foolish and how ignorant, how much of a retard I am. That's what they tell me. They tell me that. And I just smile because they're usually in a car with their window rolled down, screaming out the window, and I just smile and wave. God bless you. Thank you so much. Then I pray, Lord, and I pray for them. And uh, if they come up to me, then I'll talk to them. But uh, anyways, I hope you understand that this is about you, not about me, not about the Sunday prayer letter. It's about your salvation. And it's just so heavy on my heart because I can feel the sorrow 
So that's why I'm taking such a long time here. And I know a lot of people don't like this. They get weary of salvation calls. But all the hosts of heaven rejoice. They get excited over one sinner that repents. One, not ten, not a billion, but one. And that one today could be you, my friend. Could be you. Yeah. Why not, right? Why not? All right, let me get another sip of tea. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's move on. Continuing through our Sunday prayer letter. Our title is Revelation chapter 22. Revelation 22, verses 1 through 21. Our conversation and our talk in this letter and our week of preaching if the Lord will, shall be chapter 22 of Revelation as, the, as led by the Holy Ghost. We begin each day at the first verse. We read slowly and deliberately. We deliver the word of truth clearly with authority and power. We read with the Holy Ghost until he quickens us, and there we teach, being led by the Spirit of God. Let's always remember that we receive our teaching from the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost the Spirit of Truth, as the Bible tells us in the Gospel of St. John, chapters 4 and 5. It says here in John 14, 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus speaking, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. That was Jesus speaking. And in John 15, 26, it says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And that was Jesus speaking again. So this is an exercise in the Spirit. It is not intended to be easy. We will learn to be more willing and more obedient as we follow the Spirit and to hear more clearly the voice of the Word of God. As we go through the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ, one chapter per week for 22 weeks. This is week 22 of 22. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God for that, right? I go through Revelations every day anyway, so this is nothing new to me. I've been going through Revelation for probably about three years now, every night for three years. So uh, 22 weeks really was no big deal to me. But uh, I guess is the point of doing sermons and doing, writing letters about the about it. But uh, anyways, we're at week 22 now. So uh, if you want to peruse this letter in a, in a written format, you can uh, email us. Uh, you can receive our email at, uh, uh, you can go to johnchoque.com, and that's a one-page letter, one-page little thing that you can sign up for the Sunday prayer letter, and you get an email every Sunday morning. Uh, you can also go to our website, johnchoque.org, and uh, that is also gospelevangelistchurch.org, and uh, you'll see our a little link in there somewhere that says Sunday Prayer Letter. That's where we post our letters. So once again, this is podcast episode number 112, Revelation chapter 22, and you're listening to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. Amen. So uh, preaching scriptures, let's scroll down through here. Uh, for this week, Sunday 27, 2022, we're preaching from the King James Bible daily this week, if the Lord will, and I'm physically able, 
That's a big deal for me right now for some reason. Uh, physically, I've been struggling quite a bit. And so that's why I have to slow down and let my body catch up to my spirit, I guess. My spirit wants to keep moving out there. My body says, let me just, let me catch up here. Let me catch up. And then it catches up with me and I, we all go out together because <laughs> I need my body to go out there and preach, okay? <laughs> so um, we are, uh, when we do go to the street, we uh, record a street sermon each day on our video channel, which is also ministering to the multitude of people, ministering to people right now. So our letter has seven parts, one part for each day of the week. Sunday will be part one. November 27th will be Revelation 22, verse 1 through 21. Normally, each part number is a different verse in the Bible. Uh, but since we've been going through each chapters, we just do the chapter for every day. And we follow the Holy Ghost. So as you know, we're going through Revelation chapter 22 this week, the last chapter of the Bible, the last chapter of the New Testament, the last chapter of the book of Revelation, the last chapter. There's 21 verses in this chapter, and I'll read each one to you from the King James. Verse 1 says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Verse 4. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, for they shall reign forever and ever. Verse 6. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Verse 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. <clears throat> Verse 8. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Verse 9. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. Verse 10. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Verse 13. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth maketh and maketh a lie. 
verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the prophecy of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. And he which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. That was the 21 verses in chapter 22 that we just heard. Praise God for that. Uh, here's a short recap I have written here for chapter 22. For some reason, these words nearly always catch my attention. Why? <laughs> I have no idea, but maybe someday. These are those words. A pure river of water of life. A pure river of water of life. That is amazing and most difficult to imagine, at least for me. But my question is, why water and why river? It's not called a trickle, a creek, a stream, a tributary. It's called a river. Think of rivers that you know around the world. Those are rivers, not creeks and streams. Rivers are typically mighty, a mighty moving force. Rivers are oftentimes used as navigation routes for barges. Rivers lower the cost of freight movement. Rivers are transportation avenues of old and modern day. Rivers are important to our economy. Can you begin to see why this certain group of words catch my attention? I can probably spend a few hours talking about rivers. There are multitudes of books about rivers. The, there are stories passed down through the centuries about rivers. There are even many folk tales about rivers. It's truly interesting why God used the word river. Anyways, this is our last and final installment on the teaching and talks on the book of Revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a magnificent book it is. I hope all have been a part of these last 22 plus weeks in the reading and pondering and studying of this fascinating portion of Holy Scripture. There is a blessing that is attached to this book. Receive it and flourish in the Lord's harvest. What I mean is to take what you have gained and give it away. As King Solomon wrote, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for, they shall be, for thou shalt find it after many days. That's Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. This is how you want to do it. It's also best to read down through that chapter in Ecclesiastes. Uh, there's only 10 verses, and it's really an eye-opener. really is. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Uh, food for thought there, right? <laughs> 
Well, anyways, this is chapter 22, and it's the last chapter in the last book of the Bible and the last book of the New Testament. It's worth taking your time to mull it over for a piece. So God bless you, my friend. Let's uh, all pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us insight into your kingdom and into your, our future with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for making a way for us to be with you for all eternity. There is so much blessing in this book of Revelation. I pray, Lord Jesus, that all who have been going through this book have been blessed. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us and being with us every step we've taken in understanding and enjoying this beautiful book. We love you, Jesus, and in your holy name we pray. Amen. And my letter is signed, Come, Lord Jesus, with my initials, J.C., for John Shuck. Below my initials, I have three verses. Revelation 22, 7, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Revelation 22, 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Last verse here, Revelation twenty-two nineteen. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Amen and amen. Well, there you go, folks. This is my Sunday prayer letters written Saturday, November 26, 2022 at 1.40 p.m. from Boulder, Colorado. It's written by preacher John Shuck, street preacher and founding pastor of Gospel Evangelist Church, Touching People for Heaven. So God bless you, my friend. I love you very much. Take care.